If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschitz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the killer mic to my LP, Keith Caulfield. How's it going, Keith? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I'm running those jewels. That, that was that reference today. Oh, you like run the jewels a lot, don't you? I do. Those jewels, they're, they're running. It's hard to catch them. Gotta catch them all. It's like bejeweled. <laughs> it's like the Pokemon of uh, of jewels, Candy Crush. I suppose. Jewels. Candy Crush. Um, Games on Facebook that we can't stand. How are you doing, man? I'm how fine. are you doing on this on this wonderful day? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We have a jam-packed show as we always do. We have not one but two guests this week, and they are both playing the inaugural Billboard Hot 100 Festival, set to take place this weekend. At Jones Beach in New York. Uh, we have MKTO, a, a Pop Shop podcast regular who are, are playing the Hot 100 Fest. And Lights, uh, making her Pop Shop podcast debut, a pop singer who I'm a big fan of. They will both be there this weekend. We, we talked to them about Hot 100 Fest and a lot of other stuff. So that's coming up later in the show. Also, we will be talking about Lana Del Rey, The Weeknd, some soon-to-be hits that I'm really a big fan of, and the Billboard 200 big week for Luke Bryan and Dr. Dre. We'll get to all that in a second before we get to anything. Of course, some housekeeping notes. If you love the Pop Shop Podcast as much as we do, slightly less than we do, maybe a little more than we do, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review on iTunes. That way our stats go up and we cry tears of joy. If you have a question for Keith or myself, hit us up on Twitter. He is at Keith underscore Caulfield. I'm at Jason Lipschutz. And if you want to explore the entire Billboard podcast world, go to iTunes.com slash Billboard podcasts. The world That's of podcasts. The world of podcasts. Keith, we sang Can't Feel My Face last week. Uh, are you ready to rock and roll and maybe sing some other stuff this week? Uh, yes. All right, let's do it, man. So we have a new old, an old new number one on the Hot 100 chart. Can't Feel My Face hit number one last week. It is not number one this week. Omi's cheerleader back at number one for a fifth non-consecutive week. Keith, very quickly, we don't we don't have to really dwell on this, but is, is this just the matter of these are two huge songs and one is slightly huger this week. Hey, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cool. So congrats to Omi. And <laughs> You're like, yeah, we don't need to go into the math. You know, there's a great story online. You can read all about it. It was just one of those weeks well, let's where go the into weekend... math a little bit. I no, didn't no, know no, if you no, had no, the math no. in front let's of not. you. Let's not. It's all right. Um, the weekend was just down a little bit. It's still the most, it's still the most played song on radio, the most heard song on radio. So, you know. It's just um, the math didn't work out in uh, the weekend's uh, favor this week. Foiled by math again. Damn that math. 
Uh, other Hot 100 news, The weekend number two with Can't Feel My Face, also number five with The Hills that jumps up two six Two songs in the top five. The first, time, for, the first time a lead male artist has had two songs in the top five um, in actually quite a while. Uh, Gary wrote about this. The first time, or the last time it happened was um, like more than five years ago when B.O.B. did it. Um, yeah. So that's very specific lead male artist on uh, two tracks in the top five. So... Everyone, yeah, and everyone's working for the weekend and living for the weekend. Yeah, and it's it's pretty unusual just because even even Bob those those weren't like solo songs. I'm assuming it was nothing on you and airplanes. Um, it, I, it, yeah, it was. So it was it was it was still him with someone else, but still he was a lead act. It's just hard for a, a solo act to chart two huge hits at the same time by himself. Usually, you need some, if, if you think of someone like Iggy Azalea, she had. One song last year with Fancy, Charlie XCX, and why then the other song. Why do you have to pile song. on Iggy again? Why are you pitting <laughs> people against one another? Why Why is there this endless, like... Come on. I'm not even pitting her against anybody. I'm just giving her as an example. Uh, but she did it, obviously, but with uh, one was a lead act, and, and another was a feature, and obviously another huge success, but just in a different way. It's just, uh, My point is that it's hard for... You know, it's, you don't really see this with... Uh, an artist, either male or female, charting two huge songs at the same time by themselves. Usually there's some sort of, oh, well, they're on another person's track but featured. Yeah. Or, oh, they it's like B.O.B. They have Bruno Mars on one song and Haley Williams on another one. Anyway, anyway anywho. We got distracted there. I think so. So also moving on a little bit, uh, Ed Sheeran uh, reaches a new peak with Photograph up 19 to number 16. Demi Lovato, cool for the summer, up twenty to seventeen. And elsewhere, Keith, did you know both of our soon-to-be hits from last week's show debuted on the Hot 100 this week? Really? I I know, man. I know. So, uh, Haley Steinfeld, "Love Myself," Little Mix, "Black Magic," both debut in the nineties. So, Little, uh, uh, Little Mix was our soon-to-be hits last week. No. I believe so. Couple, Maybe? it wasn't. It no? wasn't last week. No, but it no? previously was. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I remember talking about USC and how the the video was shot there, and that I'm pretty sure that wasn't last week. Uh, I don't know. I guess our listeners will help us out on that one. <laughs> That's fine. There's the, there's so many soon to be hits that are soon to be hitting. So, uh, Keith, speaking of Little Mix, did you watch the Teen Choice Awards last night? You know, I missed it. Uh, and, and we're recording this on Monday, so it's Sunday night, so it's two nights ago. Um, I missed it. I heard um, Little Mix performed, and sure did. I think Fifth Harmony may have performed. No, it was uh, Little Mix and Five Seconds of Summer. I'm sorry. You know, all the fives and the fifths, they, they all fives blur together. I'm waiting for the collaboration and... between Five Sauce and Fifth Harmony. It's the, we're going to call it, you know, uh, ten note. Five, five become ten. When five become ten, I need some pop like I never needed. But <laughs> uh, I did not watch it either, but I watched all the highlights uh, right after it happened. It, it seemed like a really fun show. I, I think more award shows should give out surfboards as their Surf trophies. Board? Yeah, like that's a thing, right? I want to see Beyonce perform on the Teen Choice Awards and sing surfboard. It must be so. It, it must have been so cool. Like to, it, and. The Teen Choice Awards, I believe, started in 1999. It must have been so cool to be in that like brainstorm session of like, what the heck do we give as awards at the Teen Choice Awards? It's like, you know, the Oscars have little gold men and the Video Music Awards have the moon men. What, 
you know what? Why don't we give a freaking surfboard? Yeah. Some, uh, and, and and who do you think is like the most sort of awarded Teen Choice Awards act or person in history? Like, oh, I have no let's idea. Let's just pick a name. Like, you know, let's say Britney. I don't know. Britney, yeah, Britney won Britney, an award. Yeah. Britney did. At, uh, but at some point, my point was, at some point, you're going to have like a storage unit with like eight so many surfboards. surfboards. So many surfboards. <laughs> do you think like Robert Pattinson just has like a woodshed of Teen Choice Awards surfboards somewhere? He's just like, yeah, these are these are my Teen Choice Awards. I keep them in my woodshed. Anyway. Yeah, and, and you think you know, uh, you know, having like <laughs> Beyonce's fifteen Grammy Awards or seventeen, it's somewhere around there, is yeah. is distracting. You know, when you walk into someone's house or you know, uh, surfboards. That's a lot of surfboards. I would proudly display my Teen Choice Award like in my in my living. I wonder room. if they're actually like surfable. Like, like can you actually Probably take them? Not. Are they like you know? Uh, I don't know. Will they dissolve in the water? Someone, someone who's won a Teen Choice Award, please let us know if the surfboard is surfable. Keith, we have to move on. Let's talk about a couple songs that are not in the top ten, not in the top twenty, not even in the top forty, but be, but could be headed there soon enough. That's why we call this segment "Soon to Be Hits." All right, man, we got two good ones this week, as we always do, Keith. You go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll defer to you to start this week. Well, this this is a song that I was f- frankly unfamiliar with until super recently. Um, it's called "Hold Each Other," and it's by a great big world, and it features Futuristic. It debuts on the mainstream top forty chart at number forty, otherwise known as Pop Songs on Billboard.com, um, and it could debut on the Hot 100 here in the next few weeks if it continues to grow. The interesting thing about this song is that it's by the pop duo, a great big world, of course, who had that big song with Christina Aguilera, "Say Something." Um, but this song, and we wrote about this on Billboard.com, uh, started out as a standard love song between a man and a woman but it wound up meaning a lot more for a great big world's chad king it actually is sort of a coming out song for him as we wrote in our story on billboard.com um i'm kind of kind of paraphrasing the story because it tells the story better than i can um king said that he and his musical partner in the group ian axel had written the song with the line quote something happens when i hold her and axel posed it to him Chad, how are you going to sing this and deliver it honestly? Um, and so then they changed the lyric, um, and uh, Chad himself says it's sort of a big coming out song for me. Um, he told a radio station in an interview, I think, a week or two ago. So um, there you go. That is my soon-to-be yeah. hit. It's a great big world's new single, Hold Each Other, which debuts on the mainstream Top 40 chart. Very cool song, a very important song, obviously, for, you know, and we, we actually mentioned Great Big World last week because they were the first ever guests on the Pop Shop podcast well, you know, right when Say Something was, well, was growing at radio. What's also cool about this is, um, you know, it's it's important uh, to have songs that are by gay folks in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, said as a gay um and it's great to have songs you know from macklemore and ryan lewis about you know marriage um but it's also great when you can actually have a song by a guy who is singing a song with a male pronoun you know yeah that's cool you know it's it's i i think that's great and if if it's not even an issue and if it's not even like a news event that's even better too because it's so it's like a normal thing and so i hope this song does well and maybe we'll see some more yeah you get to that point where it's it's just not even a big deal at all 
uh, and, and that's how it should be. Yeah. And yeah, man, uh, very cool, very cool on soon to be hits and. Just mine. Mine is not as as socially meaningful. You don't have a political one. Come on. <laughs> but mine is is a, a song I love and I've loved for months now. It's here by Alessia Cara. This song debuted on the Hot 100 finally last week, and number 95 moves up 10 more spots this week to number 85. And I, I've been hearing this song a good amount on Z100 in New York, and uh, a couple other radio stations have been playing it a lot. So I, I'm excited about that. It, it's a, it's kind of an anti-party song it's it's about feeling alienated at a party and and the way that alessia cara who this is her debut single for those who are not familiar she signed to Jeff jam she, she's a teenage artist and uh she she's so magnetic on the song and just has such a such a an interesting delivery that i i'm, I'm really rooting for her i'm really rooting for the song it goes up to number 85 this week on the hot 100 so there you go man a great big world alessia cara those two are soon to be hits. I'm guessing Pitbull is not featured on her track. No. Because, no. you know, he's all about the party, you know. <laughs> no, Raise your glass yeah, that, in the air, you feel alone in the corner. Come on, that'd be, party, party, That'd be party. funny. <laughs> that'd be funny if he <laughs> he did a response song called <laughs> There. There. <laughs> so you just aren't trying hard enough. I don't know. I, he doesn't sound like that. And I'm sure Pitbull's a, a lovely gentleman. <laughs> I'm sure Pitbull's a lovely gentleman. I'm too. sure he's a love. I'm sure Mr. Bull is is you know is, is perfectly lovely. Mr. Bull, Keith. Uh, before we get to the Hot 100 Fest preview, let's talk a little bit about the Billboard 200 Albums chart, which you wrote about this weekend, and we talked about a little bit last week with Luke Bryan versus Dr. Dre. It actually was fairly close. Not I mean, really. I mean, it wasn't close in, in terms of like in dispute, but in the, in the same kind of stratosphere, you you have two of the biggest debuts of the year in Dr. Dre's Compton and then Luke Bryan's new set. So, so Keith, let's talk about these ones. Yeah. So, so Luke Bryan's uh, new album, Kill the Lights, debuts at number one. Uh, it is his third number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. It starts with 345,000 equivalent album units. Of that, 320,000 were uh, pure album sales. Um, those, those both figures are both the third largest overall unit figure for the year for an album and also the third biggest sales week for an album behind only uh, Drake's surprise album, If You're Reading This It's Too Late, and Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. So Luke is in some good company there. Dr. Dre debuts at number two with his new album Compton, did 295,000 overall units, of which 276,000 were pure sales. Um, I, I kind of, I didn't say this in my story online, but it, it kind of begs the question, uh, would Dr. Dre have been number one if he just maybe moved his album to a different yeah. week? Uh, yes, uh, because <laughs> it's unusual that albums would do this well um, in kind of any week now. And basically, Dr. Dre probably would have been number one in most weeks of the year had he moved his album to another week. Maybe if he'd held it just one week, it probably would have been number one. Uh, or if he just pushed it up a little bit, it could have been number one. Um that said, Dr. Dre has actually never had a number one album on his own. This is his third solo album, his first album in nearly 16 years. 
Uh, his last album, Dr. Dre, 2001, or some people just call it 2001, peaked at number two for multiple weeks. And his album before that, his debut, The Chronic, peaked at number three. Don't feel too bad for Dr. Dre. He's basically a billionaire, and he also had his own number one <laughs> album as part of NWA. Uh, with uh, So, you know, it's fine. Uh, so don't feel, you know, don't feel too bad for Dre. I just picture like little kids on like street corners, like like looking down, and no. and Keith coming over, like cheer up, kid. <laughs> Doctor Dre's up, a billionaire. Kid. You got a dime? Got some candy? You want to buy some candy from me? Here's a cigar. <laughs> Suddenly, it's like turns like, hey, you want some candy? I've got some candy. I don't know why oh, I'm giving man. out candy to children. I mean, it, it's it's funny because you mentioned in your story that, like you said, Luke Bryan. This is the the biggest country debut in terms of sales since Luke Bryan's since last Luke album. Last album, <laughs> Crash, so Crash for Party. he's just on another plane as as everyone else, and I feel like people know that, but I I, I think just because he has he doesn't have the kind of longevity as someone like a Garth Brooks or you know even like a Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw. Pe- people kind of don't see him among that class, but obviously he is operating at well. At, such a high level the thing is luke bryan has actually been charting on our country airplay chart since 2007 most people in terms of sort of pop really haven't been paying attention to him until like the last couple years Um, and even in country like he really didn't start to kind of like break until a good couple years into his career like he he was kind of like um he was kind of like a kenny chesney in a way uh, to a degree where uh kenny had album after album that did okay and then all of a sudden he he puts out his first greatest hits album and it becomes this big huge success and then ever since then like people really connected the name kenny chesney to songs and he really found an identity and i think luke kind of did that too where he was kind of at a a certain tier and then he moved up to superstardom um certainly with crash my party and, and ever since then he's kind of been on a roll very cool man so congrats to luke bryan again uh and congrats to dr dre dr dre's back uh, it, it's funny because did you forget I, I about Dre? I, I feel like I forgot about Dre a little bit. I don't know. Did you forget about Dre? No. <laughs> he is still Dre. That's the good thing is he is still Dre. Um, so Keith, let's talk a little bit about Hot 100 Fest, Billboard's Hot 100 Festival. Again, like I said, it's this weekend, August 22nd and 23rd. Tickets are still available. Go 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 to this event. Like this will be so so fun. There's even there's even a ticket that costs ten thousand dollars that will fly you in on a helicopter. That is true. That is I, true. If you want to do that and you have the money to do that, then by all means, because take that helicopter. You're helping pay our salaries here. So really, it's about supporting <laughs> us. Really. If you, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, I it mean, is true. Want... I mean, ultimately, somewhere <laughs> along the lines, that money will come back to us. Well, I mean, in a I, very, I just very hope that small way. I hope the ten thousand comes back to us directly. Like they they just they're like pop shop podcast. Here's five thousand for Jason, five thousand for can, Keith, can and we're we, just like, can we like record the podcast on the helicopter? Like, can we like hop in and like travel with some people? I hope so. That would be kind of noisy. You can, but you can call me from your cell phone and like I can record the audio. That'd be awesome. Be like, hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Shop Podcast. Maybe not. Uh, but anyway, for for those who are not aware. The, the the lineup this year is just so much fun. Uh, obviously, the big names are The Weeknd and Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne, Night One, and then Skrillex and Justin Bieber. Very special performance by Justin Bieber. They will be performing Where Are You Now, their top ten hit. 
on Sunday, August 23rd. And of course, August 23rd is five days away from Justin Bieber's new single, What Do You Mean, coming out. And hey, look at that. Actually, Billboard helped confirm that Justin Bieber's new album is slated for a November 13th release. Speaking of Bieber, I just want to say as, an, as a quick aside, he's been doing this countdown where every day he posts like a new video yeah. from someone else who's pimping his new single, like promoting it, which is coming out later. And yeah. I think my favorite so far, and I haven't seen the most recent ones, my favorite so far was the Alanis Morissette one. You have to go to Bieber's Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> yeah, find it. I like it that is so too. funny. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just really funny. I enjoy the fact that Shaq spelled his name wrong. That was a, that was a good one. He did the the B E I B E R. I think that's what he did. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, so it, it, the the lineup is is far more obviously than its headliners, and we got two really special artists to, to stop by and talk about Hot 100 Fest before they play this weekend. So first up, this is MKTO. You might remember MKTO from classic top twenty hit on the Hot 100. Love those guys. Tony and Malcolm stop by to talk about their new EP as well as. Hot 100 Fest, and here it is, MKTO, MKTO, ooh, MKTO, let's try that again, MKTO on the Pop Shop Podcast. MKTO, thank you guys for stopping by the Pop Shop Podcast. Thanks thank for you having for having you've us, been, man. You've been here before. Yes, sir. You're wily veterans of the Pop oh, Shop Podcast. No, no, no. And you guys are you guys are playing our Hot 100 Fest. We are. Ooh, thank thank you so much for having us there. That is a crazy lineup. I think that's going to be excited. The, We're excited. the favorite who, show of the year. Well, who are you guys most excited to see? Um, you know, I'm actually I'm excited to see a lot of people. I mean, Skrillex, um, our, our, our girl ZZ Ward's also on there, which ZZ. is awesome. Um Lil but, uh, Wayne, uh, yeah, Wayne, of I, I course. See, I want to see what Bieber performs. Um, Special Bieber. performance, yeah. yeah. Um, the but, weekend, uh, weekend, yeah. Weekend. See if his hair is there. Intact. Or, yeah. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. And apparently, there are rumors while we're taping this that he shaved his his hair. We saw and, a Snapchat, but I don't know. You know, you can't trust internet these days. You can't. You, got you can't photo, trust you got the Photoshop. Snapchats. If if that's one thing I have taken away from my time at Billboard. Don't trust Snapchat. Yeah, and so yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna hope that wouldn't happen. But either way, I can't feel my face. What a smash! Yeah, I was so I was gonna ask, what like Hot 100 songs are you guys feeling? Oh right now? man, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of great music. Uh, I there think I, I really like the the new Calvin Harris. Yeah, actually, a, a lot. That I love like a it. Smash, um, yeah. yeah um, it's kind of weird because it kind of brings you back to like this, uh, especially with like you know Jason Derulo wants you to want me. It kind of brings me back to the uh, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of kind of a day and era. So it's kind of cool to hear those synths and sounds coming back. So uh, it's 80s. I think in that general, man, that, that'll, that show is just going to have all the songs pretty much we've been jamming. So That crowd is going to love it, man. They're getting yeah. a be show nuts. for and, and what's cool is that, lifetime. you know, you guys are, you know, you guys make such fun pop music. And I feel like this crowd is going to be so ready to embrace that at the show. Because you yeah. guys got, like like you said, like ZZ Ward. You have, like, Betty Who, Little yeah, Mix. Yeah, it's a great, you it's have, a great mix. You have yeah. all of these pop artists kind of coming Fetty together. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Maybe will you come my it's way? It's gonna be crazy. Hey. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh man. How how often does Tony sing my way? No man. Hey. No, 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 no. Hey. He's playing. No, I think that. I love that. I, I think love he, that. I know. He played I, that song for me. I think. I love that song. I thought I heard that hook, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this song's gonna be a smash. That one, and then first let me hop out the that. I was like, oh, this song's gonna be a smash. You guys are just gonna go through the Hot 100 during your Hot 100. Yeah, I love. But we're excited, man. Especially with this new record, we think it's um, it's it's a lot more mature and and a lot more crazier sounds. I don't think people expect from us. Yeah, so let's let's talk about it. So when did you guys get into the mode of 
following up the first album? When, at, at what point, like, if you can give a timeline, when d- were you guys like, all right, we've done that. It's time to make something else. It's time to start the next chapter. When did we release the first record? That was like... The day after. Yeah, really? Yeah, really. We were, we were ready. Wow. I mean, it was... It, I mean, in general, um, we're always coming up with ideas. We love just in general... While on the road, we were writing, yeah. top lining, and um, and finding stuff. Uh, but no, no. To be to be serious, we really dug into it. Probably about um, uh, I don't know. I'd say ten months ago. Yeah, after the tour, after the, the Demi yeah, tour. after the Demi tour, it was pretty much every yeah. time we were home, we were we were going in the studio. But uh, we wanted to do something a lot more, you know, a lot more just out there. And, and we thought we loved the first. We we loved the first record, and we thought it was a great first record for us. But we definitely wanted to explore more of the. Um, more of the darker kind of sounds that, 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 you know, we kind of realize after playing all these shows, you know, what kind of works with live audiences and, and, you know, what sort of sounds we should implement in the music, um, you know, as far as, I mean, I don't think on the first record here, any 808s at all. Yeah. And this record, you hear a lot of them. So, I mean, it's, it's about just kind of going in different lanes, and, and, and that's the one thing I think we can always hopefully get away with is not really having a necessary theme. Not necessary theme. So, it was definitely all over the board, but... Well, That's yeah, what we it, like. it, it sounds like the fans and, and the listeners impacted the direction a little bit, but how did you guys personally, where you guys were at, doing this together, mm-hmm. being, you know, growing as individuals, how did that impact the music this time around? Oh, I mean... Yeah, man, I mean, just being on tour and just uh, experiencing life, you know, and uh, just bringing that into the music and, uh, you know, just like a song about bad girls, just talking about a relationship and just talking about new stuff that was going on but making it relatable, you know, to to the people and to the fans. And, uh, you know, us growing as people, that's why the music is kind of a little bit more mature this time around. And we got to write so much more this time around on this album. So we just um, we're just taking what we learned and just kind of something else we wanted to say on this album. Just didn't really have a theme. That's why it's so diverse and you know, um, with this EP, we just chose four songs that we thought are going to represent the album very well, and they're all kind of different in themselves. So, I don't know. I just love it. We're ready for this this uh, EP to be out. Very cool. Who who did you guys work with? Uh, um, it was uh, it was it was very cool. We 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 actually signed originally with Eman and Evan, which are producers, yeah, and yeah. um and they're just amazing writers and producers. And and it was cool this time around because we definitely brought in a lot more outside people, um, to just co-write with us and um and 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 definitely taking tracks from you know people. Um, that would submit them that were just great tracks and, you know, and kind of opening the board to, you know, let people in and, and, you know, kind of experience a new sound with us. And that led to just also being inspired by, I think, you know, Mark Ronson is just an incredible producer. And yeah. and um, it, it, it's really cool to hear horns back on the radio. And, uh, you know, we brought in baritone saxophone on the, on this record and, you know, horns and, and and I don't want to say this, but I will say this record is more horny than the last record. Oh wow! Ah, ah. That was great. MKTO once again. They will be playing Hot 100 Fest this weekend, and as well, also playing Hot 100 Fest this weekend is Lights, the Canadian musician uh, behind 2014's Little Machines album. She talked about that album following it up, being a new mom, and, of course, playing Hot 100 Fest. Once again, here is Lights on the Pop Shop Podcast. Lights, thank you so much for stopping by the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm so happy to have you in, not only because I love the album Little Machines came out last year. 
almost a year ago. We were yeah, just saying. Yeah, we're getting there. A couple months. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. How, how has this whole run been for you? I mean, this is not your first go go round, not your first rodeo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this seems like you were hitting a new plateau this time. How, how, is that is that feel correct? It's definitely the busiest time of my life, I would say. And I, I yeah. don't know if that's just because I'm. I'm a mother now on mm-hmm. top of it, and which is a full-time job on top of it. But aside from that, it's been amazing and, and this insane journey. And there's been so much going on. Um, the record came out in September and it feels like a couple months ago. And that's, that's the weird part. Yeah. Cause it's just been, we've been on five or six tours in that time. Yeah. Done some huge shows and then lots of stuff in between, lots of really cool, um, trips and been writing and then we're actually we just finished just got out of the studio doing really neat stripped down versions of some of the songs on little machines i haven't really officially announced that yet or anything but it's uh i'm excited for people to hear it so it's, it's been really busy and awesome and i feel really satisfied with the record i think it's it's okay being busy and overwhelmed when you're really happy with your with your work if, it, yeah. if i wasn't happy with the songs or with the way that everything was rolling out it would be a lot more complicated but i'm like I'm coasting, you know? Well, absolutely. And and you mentioned that you've been on a bunch of tours with a bunch of different artists. You have another one coming up, right? With the Mowgli's, which is exciting. Yeah, co-headliner with the Mowgli's in the States. That's very cool. What have been been some of the highlights of the tours that have already happened behind this album? Uh, Every tour has been so different. I mean, um, the last big tour we did here in the States was with, we brought out ex-ambassadors. It was the second time we brought them out. And they're just great dudes so talented love watching them every night it's nice to go on tour with bands that you really appreciate and love yeah. and it was like that the last tour that they did before they blew up because they got that the jeep placement during that tour they're like oh we're going yeah, to film they've this had a jeep thing huge couple months and they're just the best so we, we feel really really close with them and, and watching them kind of blow up has been awesome um also we, we were in the uk in january february and got to bring out this artist, Kay Flay, and I'd never heard of her before the tour, but she's actually one of my favorite artists now. We're bringing her out again on the fall tour. Oh. The, the latter half of the tour with the Mowgli's. So um, I'm lucky that I'm able to meet people like that. I think that, that makes this job the best. Is I mean, aside from getting to go out and run around on stage and people pay to see you do that, it's kind of crazy, yeah. which is my favorite part of everything. Um the people you meet and this is the talent you see and the inspiration, like watching other people on stage gives me ideas and inspiration. And, um, it's like this constant stream of, of music that keeps getting, keeping you plugged in and electrified. All the images and sounds superimposed into all the backgrounds. You're playing Hot 100 Fest. Yeah, I Billboard's can't wait. new festival. Yeah, I, are you, are you a huge, like, pop purveyor? Like, do you listen to Top 40 Radio all the time? Music. Yeah, pop is the best. Um, I think pop songwriting is the best songwriting in the world. There's such a formula to creating a pop song and then being artistically interesting and unique within that formula is a huge challenge. And that's what I love about it. So how do you create a song that's pretty much format wise, the same as every other song, but still make it a different song and still make it new and interesting. I, I just, that's what I love about it. And I love hearing, there's a lot of great pop music out right now. And I just love, um, seeing how people are bending and twisting that pop format into something new. And, and are, I love trying it myself. What are some of your favorites right now? Oh, uh, well, I love, um, like Charlie XCX. So a lot of these girls coming out like Lord and Lana yeah. Del Rey and, um, uh, see, yeah, there's just so a lot of female talent with songwriters and, and sort of pushing the, even the synth pop synth rock boundaries, paving the way for that. I mean, I've always, I was making synth pop before it was like on the radio. Yeah. 
Um, so I felt at the time that it was something really new, but now it's just, it, you see it everywhere and it's, it's awesome. I mean, there's this whole new wave of, of synth rock and synth pop for women, especially. Yeah. I and love it. That's something I'm excited about for Hot 100 Fest is because there aren't that many, like, aside from like Jingle Ball and stuff like that, there aren't that many like big pop festivals that celebrate yeah. like celebrate pop music. pop music. I know it's always like you got to be the super cool artist before you can play a cool festival. Yeah. But I, I don't understand what creates a super cool artist like because you don't make pop music pop music is amazing very cool and we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff backstage with the hot 100 fest performers and the fans and like i'm, I'm telling you so keith you're you're in la you're not going to be at hot 100 fest sadly no right no no one i, w- no, no, I one would is, no one is helicoptering me in unfortunately if we had that helicopter money man i would fly you out that's how i'd spend my helicopter money i'd <laughs> i'd fly you out so we could take in the bieber and skrillex together but uh unfortunately keith is not going to be able to make it uh, I, I will be holding it down. It's actually kind of fun because this week is Hot 100 Fest. I will be there. And the next weekend is the Video Music Awards. You will be there. Oh, that's right. So we're, we're <laughs> doing a little, doing a little tag team. Um, These things tend to sneak up on you. I know, man. It's, it's Summer's flying by, flying by. But uh, yeah, so uh, again, tickets are still available. Come to Hot 100 Fest. We'll hang out. If you recognize me from the Pop Shop Podcast, I will probably buy you a soda because that would make my heart sing. Or something that's like deep fried. I'm, yeah. There's, there's got to be a food truck with something deep fried. I just feel like, you know, it's always a nice, I don't really drink soda, but like if if someone were to want a soda and they saw me and recognized you me. You can buy them a nice iced tea. Yeah, maybe, yeah, nice, maybe like a Gatorade or a Powerade. Do you like a is Powerade juice is, box? Do people still br- drink Powerade? I guess they do. I'm very athletic, but I don't. <laughs> Keith, are you ready, my man, for your... Char set of the week. Uh, uh, So this week in 2002, on August 17th, Nelly's Dilemma featuring Kelly Rowland hit... (laughs) Nelly, I love you. Uh, Hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Dilemma was the first Hot 100 hit for a member of Destiny's Child and would spend 10 weeks at number one. Uh, Roland uh, went on to collect 10 more hits, including my personal favorite single of hers. Can you guess, Jason, what it might be? Maybe, maybe. Um, is there a Madonna song that she's done? Shut up. Is there, I love When Love Takes Over. That is my favorite Kelly Rowland song. I love that song. You know, can I I tell you a very quick story about that? You can tell Uh, me a long story. I interviewed, this was back in 2009, I think. Uh, yeah, it was early 2009 when that, that song kind of took off. And I interviewed David Guetta, and no one knew, in the U.S. at least, knew, knew who David Guetta was. And I, I interviewed him, and he was like and, and very affable and very very charming and very French. And he was like, I have this song coming out with the Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling it's going to take over the world. And he said something like that. I was like, all right. right, right, Yeah. And then, hey, look at that. David Guetta was right. Anyway. Look at you. I've I've interviewed David (laughs) Guetta for like a half an hour, like live stream for Billboard once. He was. Oh, that's cool. You know, very French. And he, you know, very French. He talks, you know, he has um, the Frenchness about him. And it was lovely. (laughs) That's my horrible David Guetta uh, impression. Uh, Let me finish, though, about the chart side of the week. Um, Kelly's uh, fellow Destiny's Child member, Beyonce, would make her Hot 100 debut 
actually after Roland, uh, later on in 2002, with 03, Bonnie and Clyde, alongside Jay-Z. Beyonce has actually earned a total of 40 Hot 100 hits, including five number ones. Uh, she most recently visited the list with her feature turn on Nicki Minaj's Feeling Myself, which peaked at number 39 in June. And not to be uh, left out, uh, Michelle Williams, uh, the other uh, member of Destiny's Child, well, of the trio of Destiny's Child. Um, She has not visited the Hot 100 herself, however, but she has actually charted a big hit in the past year or so on our gospel charts with Say Yes, which happens to feature Kelly Rowland and Beyonce. And uh, they're both featured in the video, and uh, they turned in a performance at, I believe it was the Stellar Awards earlier this year when they opened the show, and it was a surprise, and everyone kind of lost their minds. So that's your chart stat of the week this week in 2002. Destiny's Child's first uh, solo hit hit the Hot 100. Number one spot, Kelly Rowland. That's the only part of the song you know. (laughs) Thank you, Keith, for your chart stat of the week. All right, man, that is going to do it for us at the Pop Shop Podcast. Once again, we will be doing something fun at Hot 100 Fest, uh, and we'll be back next week with a very very cool guest uh i'm really excited about this one i I think people might know what who it is and and what it is but we're we're really psyched about this one and yeah man then we'll also talk about the video music awards which are the week after next so uh yeah let's 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 keep it rocking and rolling keep do you have any parting words let's go out on dilemma nelly and kelly thanks for listening and take care you don't know what you mean to me If you're snacking on anything but Tasty Cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Except no substitute. Thank you.